My name is Jorge M. Sanchez, and you're listening to the GMS Podcast. Today's guest is artist Bugsy Malone. We had a great conversation about art, veterans, and all the different aspects that he does for the community. And I just feel like we had a great, insightful conversation. I learned a lot from it. And uh, I think uh, there's something, definitely a lot to be learned from this conversation. But before we get there, friendly reminder to please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just check out the podcast website at jmspodcast.com. And in other news, uh, we have a new JMS Podcast Sound Session video. Had the great opportunity to film Sokora. She was one of the musician guests here. And she performed a great song called Glass. And we filmed it at The Forager, which is in downtown San Jose. And The Forager, it's still going through renovations. But the way it is now, and they've been using it as a pop-up art scene. And they have, they have great music and, and great art hanging up on the walls. And a lot of clothing that are being sold as well. You got to really check those out. And I had the opportunity to film her in there before construction started. I think construction is going to start in a week or so. So check out that video on YouTube. Uh, just search for JMS Podcast Sound Session and it should pop right up. If you don't want to go on YouTube, it's on the website. So jmspodcast.com. We had a, a sound sessions with Sokora. And uh, that was a little difficult to film, for me at least. because Well, for her too, because we did it on a weeknight. And I was already exhausted from my from my job, and I stayed overtime for my job, and she was also exhausted. And we're like, "All right, how am I gonna film this?" And my my focus again was off a bit, but you know what? I think ultimately with a bit of editing, it all came off really great, and I'm really happy with it. And I really hope she is too. But I, I gotta give. Uh, I'm so glad. You know, people will say, "How come you're recording sound separately?" Well, for one, the obvious reasons. Uh, I think sound is much better quality if it's recorded separately. Uh, but thank God for this sound session. It was because I, I was so exhausted and I'm fat now. Well, I'm not that fat, but like I, I was looking up the footage that I shot with my, my camera, and my camera mic picked up my heavy breathing. So here you got Sakura playing an amazing song. And all you hear is me breathing in the background, moving the camera, going. <sighs> I'm like, what the fuck? Is there like a like a hog behind the camera or something? I was like, no, that's me. It's like, ah, I'm, I'm out of shape. I'm getting too old. And, and and so, so I've been trying to do some of the jogging stuff, you know, the thing people do where they run and you know to lose weight. So I've been trying to do that a bit. But other than that, uh. I'm very happy with the video. So check out Sokora JMS Podcast Sound Sessions. All right. Uh, without much further ado, let's go check out our conversation with Bugsy Malone. Here. Uh, but I've checked out your stuff, man. Yeah. That link I sent you? Yeah, yeah, on, on Facebook. It was, it, it's interesting how, maybe it's the way I perceived it, how you're working with, with layers a lot. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a part of me that I try to put in my pieces, even when I work a piece of canvas. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll even rivet a piece onto the top of the canvas to bring my signature onto that. 
or something. Yeah, I love layers. And I also like how you you don't just use a canvas. You sometimes you use several platforms such as wood, mm. and, and then you you shape them together like like a puzzle. Mm. 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 Um, how does that work for you? Like how, how does that come about? I think the mindset came up more um, a little bit of my artistic background. I uh, I always was always always drawing for always I can remember, um, but then I did thirteen years in the Marine Corps. And never picked up the pencil again that whole time. So you you were already in art before your service. Yes. Let's yeah. go. Let's go back there. How about that? Uh, uh, sure. Where did you grow up? I grew up all over the world. Started kindergarten in Thailand. Graduated in Europe. Uh, military brat. So my oh. father my father did like four years in the Army Air Corps when it was that way back when, and then he was just a contractor that worked. Uh, for one base in Georgia, uh -huh. but they sent them all over the world, so I, I traveled the world like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, how was it growing up in that environment where you're moving, because not, not only you're not moving from one part of a country, but you're moving around the world where you literally had to learn a different language and culture. Yeah, I think it's, it's and I didn't learn too many new languages. In Germany, very basic. Uh, most of the places I've been, even when I joined the military, even the young youth, while they're in school, are taught English mm. as part of their curriculum. I never had to stray too far off of the English, which I, I hack up all the time, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'm that I'm that Filipino from Georgia, you know. Um, but I stayed out in California uh, when I got out. Okay. Yeah. Uh I, I'm still really fascinated that, that you grew up all over the world. Mm, mm. So I, I want to stay on that subject for a little bit longer. Because yeah. uh, I, I think in some ways, I think those things should really affect uh, an artist and, and the way they perceive uh, their work. Would you say there's some, some merit to that or no? No, I, I think uh, the more exposure to anything, uh, I, I take it all in. Um, Positive and negative, you know, but in some ways it'll come out if you see if you see my expression as negative and you are and I say negative more um, You could tell that I was probably against that, you know that I'm speaking out against that but being in all the different cultures I never really thought of it because like I said I kindergarten in Thailand, you know um, a Lot of time in Holland a lot of time in Germany graduated high school like my split my senior years between Germany and uh, England um, and all those different cultures weren't that different in Europe, you know, but then I grew and then I had no problem just signing on the dotted line and joining the military, not thinking of anything other than it being a nine to five. Cause I didn't grow up in a wartime situation. You know, I was like, ah, you can go to war. Yeah. And as a Marine, I did, you know, but, and this was in the early nineties, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, that was, yeah, Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And um, like I was going back to the cultures, you know, living in Japan. I lived in Japan, Hawaii. I think it's part of what makes me very colorblind, very, very open to everything. You know, uh, diversity intrigues me. It doesn't frighten me. You know, different people's cultures. I go, wow, what is that? That's The colors are banging over there, you know. Yeah. Mexican, Filipino, not too far off of one another. You know, as far as their traditions and the how the, it's visually look when they're celebrating in their culture, which I'm trying to plug more into my Filipino roots. But uh, it's uh, I take in all of it that. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not phased by it. I'm actually 
I think it who it's uh, I can flow pretty easily in and out of anything because of nothing scares me in the regards of who you are <laughs> where you come from it shouldn't matter mm. you know I'm more intrigued in the individual not color skin or anything else now was this a perception that you gained later in life or from a young kid where you're like alright no 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 and honestly the Bay Area the Bay Area itself is where I've been waking up I'm still not awake but I know I grew up in a very Fox network. I never questioned anything. Um, Whatever the news was feeding me was, it didn't faze me because I wasn't engaging in any of it. Uh, There wasn't very much, um, you know, from what I consider community now, wanting to do something with some youth groups or whatnot. It wasn't how I was brought up. Nothing against it, but it wasn't how I was brought up. All this is now coming out because of how I survive now. Uh, mentally and everything else from what I've experienced as an artist and I always think an artist always should reflect what's going on around him and I'm not blind so I can say that I'm I'm, I'm I, I need to express everything that's going around me uh, it, it, it I'm not blind I can't be blind to somebody's oppression and go damn that kind of sucks for them and just walk off mm. you know um, back in the day easily I grew up quite a coconut, you know, I'm sure in a lot of ways because I'm just Filipino, like I said, that was adopted into a white family from Georgia. um, And roots and culture wasn't ever a conversation. Uh, The Bay Area did that to me, Hmm. you know, which I'm thankful for. I lived in L.A. before I moved up here. I actually did an art show in Oakland, um, uh, one of the Day of the Dead festivals in the Fruitvale District. And uh, mad love, mad love just from people coming up. And um, I only sold one piece. It was like an $80 uh, Frida Kahlo piece, you know. Yeah. Um, but the love I had and the experience I got from the individuals who were just saying, man, you should go check out these people. You should. It was more uh, open and just kept me opening up. So I've been waking up for the past like five, six, seven years. And I love it. So you moved in the Bay six, seven years ago? Yeah. I came up here when two... I have to think about that for a minute. We're 2016, 2010? A little before. I'm not really sure. Was there a significant event or moment that you felt woken you up? Or was it more like over time meeting the people here? Um, The time probably waking up to what like art does for me or the community... Um, the community woke me up right then when I did that that festival going, man, this community cares about people. They don't need to know where they're from. Um, it's not, it's not. I'm not used to um, the free interaction from all the different, I, lo- I love the different colors, you know. I love, like I said, in Oakland itself, uh, a lot more diverse than I found San Jose to be, but I haven't gotten out much in San Jose, mm. you know. But the Oakland vibe, I can tell you, it's... it's um, I love the way that I know I can also feel that it radiates out but to me it's the people there and then I was free as an artist to grow um, and in my art there's a there's an eyeball and a heart the heart and the, with the dot in the middle is my one love works part of my one love works logo which I mean that I feel if everybody if this is your passion right here then you just need to express that to me and that's why we get along so well I'm expressing my passion which is art and as long as we express our passion, our one love to each other, we'd be a lot better, you know, uh, as a as a as a whole. 
as a one, you know. And so I wouldn't have gotten that type of consciousness in my art and taking back from my logo, I was saying, I was saying my logo and the I. The conscious love is what I call it. And it was me really realizing, man, I love art. I love how it makes me feel. It's healing. It's opening. It opens me up to people. Um, I need this in my life. And these people around me, they're nurturing it. You know, and I look to vibrate all the way out, you know, and go back to the East Coast in certain areas, you know, whether, but it'll always be through art. I shouldn't say any other areas mm-hmm. because everything, I, every, everything I'm doing is art. You know, my, the art that you experience is just, I don't really haven't put it out there a lot. I've done a few shows. I did a 15 year show of, of when I got out of the military in Oakland. Um, and I'm in a, in a Black Panther 50 year anniversary show coming up. But as solo shows, maybe only two. But again, they're just, I, th- I, I look, I'm glad that I've had those experiences because as, a, as an artist that I am, it's still not a, I'm still getting comfortable in that, trying to get comfortable to putting myself out there like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it is a part of me. It's, it's my fiber probably more, you know, because I, I know that I'm healing through it. I'm coping with my, the issues that I've experienced, you know, through my art. So I'm sure a lot of artists are passionate. You know, artists are passionate about what they do. I'm truly connected to mine in that way, and I don't broadcast myself as that artist. But I also do branding with a partner, you know. So computer graphics is actually how I got out, um, well, came back into art a little more. Since I got out of the Marine Corps, Mm -hmm. I I did those ITT things. I did uh, DeVry you know, and I never found myself putting together those computer chips and shit. It was just, I would have probably just drove myself mad. But I got it all, you know. Um, at least I was able to stay focused. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to my passion, to what I'm, I'm finding my passion still is, is art. Yeah. But today, it equated into me going getting a graphic design degree, getting mm-hmm. on the computer. So to me, I'm still getting back off of the computer. I'm still... Um, I'll still pick up my iPad and a stylus and start drawing rather than pen and paper because I can send it into Illustrator. I can send it straight to Photoshop and start manipulating it. Because um, maybe in my mind, I'm already seeing a lot further than than putting it out. But I need to go back to the graphite. I need to go back to the pen and paper. Back to the basics. Back, to the, back to the basics, you know. And that's a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing me and my partner have in the branding businesses. He grew up in that in the in that analog world of graphic design, working with uh, different companies like Pepsi and Revlon. When he was in New York, were working with companies, and when the computer came around, he got out of that. And we came together by me. I was introduced to him through a mutual friend, and then he was running. He still we still one of our biggest clients, a body care company, um, which he's a a, a partner of. Um, the first time he got a, another computer. But it was the fact that I took his his logo and did something with it, and said, "Oh, we can work together because you know it was not necessarily an upgrade, mm-hmm. but it was coming more into into what it needed to become." And him, like he can go, "Oh yeah, that's how I saw that being all the time, you know." And now we can start marketing things, and we started branding, and so uh, that's and that brings in you know that feed that starts feeding the family, you know. So um, art again. You know, um, myself, I, I do projects, but they have to be art-based. As a veteran, I did a show at the end of last year where 
I wanted I, I created an organization myself I, mean, I should say created because it's still <laughs> much in the grassroots of it but it's called Help Veterans Heal and it's a matter of exposing um, uh, the artistic side of what art does like I think it should be prescribed yeah you know, it can be very therapeutic. You know, in which in which they do, you know, some of the bigger, like I think, what is the biggest, uh, through like the VA. VA, I'm, me and the VA aren't comfortable. You know, the VA has never made me feel like they give too much of a shit. It's still way out of date. Um, I know I probably offend a lot of veterans when I say they don't care. Because some of them, it seems, I'm still learning that world of, I don't see how if I, like, if, like for instance, if I miss a dental appointment, if I go to reschedule, it takes another three months to get something. Yeah. You know, it took me, I'm now 100% disabled, but I'm still kind of in this gray area where I have to go back and get reevaluated. It literally took me 15 years to fight for that along the way, you know, and there's a lot of veterans who won't even start to take that fight, even though they're probably, they probably could use that those benefits. What do you think that is? Is that a pride? Um, a lot of it is, uh, you know, I, I can come from a, a definitely a, a macho ass United States Marine Corps point of view. Like I'm not broken. Yeah. You look at me, tell me I'm broken, you know? And then I have to say, well, shit, my mind's kind of caught on this crazy loop. Um, and I'm a lot more prone to anxieties and I, you know, certain noises, I freak out, you know, like freak, I startled, I startle easy, and uh, um, even sitting here is a little comfortable for, more comfortable for me, because I'm in a corner, I can kind of see everything, so I'm good. So you're, you're good now. You're good, yeah. I, you know, and, 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 and that is just some of those things that yeah. all, a lot of veterans go through, you know, we all have our little, I would say, our ticks if we've, if we've experienced anything, um, but like I say, being in the Bay Area, I've attached more to the therapeutic side in myself and loving myself through art and, and waking up in this manner and dealing with it on the computer, dealing with it in my head via artistically and creatively. Um, that's why I say I think it should be prescribed, which, uh, um, I mean, I've been drug-free. <laughs> you know, I say drug-free right. because uh, for I don't know how many years. You know, unless it's that Motrin here or when it gets really bad. But it's it, I would much rather, you know, burn one and open my mind consciously. Um, I'm that type of person who knows the benefits in medical marijuana. You know, I'm not scared of a plant that was nothing done to it. Right. You know, pretty much just grew. And it will make me feel so much more comfortable where I can start to relate to the world in a way where I can socialize, where I can come out of a shell where I come to you and I say, man, shit, I'm having a really hard time sleeping. I get three, four hours a night. And you go, okay, well, let me give you this antipsychotic drug, which will make you tired. You're probably going to gain a lot of weight, though. You're probably going to get a little more anxieties. I'm going, well, that's, you're intensifying a lot of stuff. It was a constant battle between that, you know, a pill here, a pill the other, and it's just too much, you know. I, 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 I walked that line. Because I again coming out of a blind world, I'm going shit. Hell yeah, give me that pill, take it. Yeah, you know, drink it. It's good. You know, like in the military, take that pill. I remember standing in the desert. You know, take this pill right now. Otherwise, you're gonna get court-martialed. You don't. What is it? Well, I don't. I don't even know what those pills were. I don't even know what those series of pills were. Um, but they say they were for uh, maybe fighting. I forget the the bombs that Saddam had. 
but he couldn't he didn't know how to use his weapons he didn't know how to use what he had um yeah man scud missiles scud missiles you know right. and it was, it was like from the gases so those were the pills that we were taking crazy ass you know crazy there are iodine pills I I would lie if I told you that. No. Yes, <laughs> you know. But um, um, I'm just saying. I was saying I was blind to whatever. I don't. You know, just give me the pill. If you say that makes me better, if that, you say that I need to take that, I was all open. You know, and like I say, in all the waking up thing, I'm like, shit. I don't need to take all that stuff. I can feel much better naturally. You know, and I do need to bleed that out of my get off the sugars and the sodas and, and bleed that more into my nutritional side. Yeah, that's probably the hardest part for me. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, I am a sugar, I, I'm a sugar addict. It yeah. is one of my worst things growing up. You you know, soda tooth. was nothing. Soda was nothing. You know, I, I, I have a friend out in LA and, and, and I used to, and I, I was no problem grabbing a, uh, a Snickers bar and a, uh, a Red Bull in the morning and calling that breakfast. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that was me in high school as well. Yeah, yeah. You good. Breakfast, lunch, and sometimes dinner. Oh man. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I'm a ter- <laughs> I'm still ter- much I'm still very bad nutritionally. You know, and the age is gonna catch up with me when I turn forty nine this year. And it's gonna start catching up with me, so I gotta start taking care of that. But it's uh it's the I think I feel and look younger. And, and, and what parts of my bodies really are they're probably 90 100 years old my knees are shot but my mind that that loop I mentioned before like I'm caught in a loop they say you know uh, how the doctors explain it of when I experienced what I experienced then I'm kind of caught in a, a loop from there um, my uh, my wife is Mexican our children grow up bilingual but I'm Filipino I don't know Tagalog um, I don't know Spanish um, it's hard for me to intake a lot of new stuff, you know, and I'm definitely spanglishing it up, you know, I'm hacking it up and it's terrible, you know, I, mm. um, but it's on a learning tip, it's really hard for me, you know, um, because I'm not at it on a continual bam, bam, bam basis. My art, however, and the layers that come from it, those begin to, those are all on the same level. I'm always running it through my mind. Uh, I'm always going, okay, I can see when I sit down at the computer, I'm going to do this to this, you know, and it, the computer and how I manipulate Illustrator and Photoshop, it helps me lay out my design and manipulate my design there, you know, it's and almost me sketching it out from my head. You and know? it keeps you mentally busy. Yeah, no, crazy busy. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 I incorporate my photography into my art, you know, it's, so everything that I'm doing generally, you know, I'm, I'm surprised I don't have my camera bag with me now, you know, it's that I want to catch a quality image because I'm, I'm more than a, I don't want to be this new just on the iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, the, the mobile phone, which has made everybody that photographer. Do you, I totally get it. Do you feel it, it cheapened the art of photography? No, I mean, it, 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 it didn't cheapen it, but I'm not going to say that it's like graphic design. I can't stand fucking fiber. And Fiverr is, uh, you know, uh, um, a website that says they'll do grab your logo for $5. And I think the price is a little more, but that was the initial concept when it came out. Too much business, less art. Um, a lot of clip art, using a lot of, um, there's some creativity there. But it cheapens what I know, graphic design, which I've started to learn. Because I still didn't have it until I really met my partner and was able to see, oh, okay. You know, you used to mock up things this way. You know, I can see why um, 
Damn, I can me. I'm saying I can see why the computer came in, dog. I, it, it, wow, because that takes way too long. Yeah, you know. So it, on a money level, it becomes a certain way. But as a craft, you can't you can't learn it just because you got a computer, just because you went to the Apple Store, just because you downloaded that logo program, and just because you think you know what your the wording should be. If if that's all you feel you need. And that, to me, is what a site like that does. And there may be some graphic design artists in there. I'm saying the it, it, it takes away the craft. It takes away the real essence of what graphic design um, grew up being. Mm-hmm. You know, the computer aids, aids it now. It doesn't replace it, you know. Um, but from the hours that, you know, we, ver- we, we rarely use just a regular font. We get inspiration from those, and then we, a lot of most of them are ones he just sketches out, and then I take them in Illustrator and we basically draw every font, you know, in main logos we do, you know. So that's why I, I'll always have a distaste for anything that can um, if it comes basically off, feel like it's replacing. Yeah, it, or it comes off too easy. Yeah, you know, and you just go, okay, yeah, I'm a graphic designer, and there's so many people who are graphic designers and web designers that just because they they have the program yeah. not because they have not because they, it's not that they didn't have the education but if they would have got the education it was probably from a family member who used to do something um, or they they went to school and was shown some stuff and they either took that textbook in or they didn't you know um, me I've gotten in a in a way where my partner likes to say I'm kind of analog but I'm way not analog hmm. but I, I I would like to say the meaning of that is uh, I, I, it's hard for me to progress out of a certain way, you know, if I'm not keeping up with that latest Adobe product, you know, and, and finding out how we can, you know, um, manipulate the images, you know, through that computer to give us a different look, uh, um, taking that another that 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 look to a different level where the client won't have to worry about his logo for another 10, 15 years, which I know that's more or less what we do now. I, th- I would say our clients are probably well off if they don't want to touch their logo yeah. easily for another 15, 20 years. That's going to be interesting as an artist creating logos. I mean, because when you do a piece of art, mm. you're representing you. This is part of me. Mm. I've made this. Mm. But with the logo, you're creating it to represent someone's business mm. or to represent, you know, something else uh, that, that usually has to do either with with, uh, with sales or, or whatever, a mm. branding. <laughs> how, how do you approach that as an artist? Well, luckily, me as an artist, I have I have my partner, you know, and we we formulated uh, questionnaires that basically goes into that client's head and starts to pull out their ideas, which a lot of times that we've through trial and error, we met the client doesn't know what they want. Yeah. You know, um, when it comes to a logo and even if they do, they won't for whatever reason, they don't feel comfortable really giving that up until we start showing concept sketches. You know, and then they start to go, okay, that's not what I want. Okay, at least now we're having starting to have a conversation. Right. There's you a know, point of reference. Yeah, we know that's not what you want. We still, okay, good. You know, and, and the point of reference in graphic design, doing something for a client, um, I would stand proudly and easily behind every logo that we put. And I think that's the quality that also comes through uh, individuals like us and what we're creating uh, because... No matter what, at the end of the day, we still want to be able for that logo to also represent us. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do just a logo just because 
um, this if we if we personally don't and professionally don't feel that that speaks exactly what you told me you're trying to get it to speak and from years and years and years of doing this um, it gives us that 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 foresight of going I already we see a lot of people so we see where you're trying to go uh, you know a lot clearer than a lot of uh, that makes clients maybe not feel comfortable hmm. you know of uh, you can't know more than me and it's not a matter of that it's that you're coming to me for a service the service is graphic design you wouldn't be we wouldn't have this conversation if you if you were comfortable going ahead and doing it yourself but at some point in yourself you go you know what I'm not that. I'm not the graphic designer, and and I want my I want I. This is representing me. It's like you know, yeah, you're right. It's there is a lot of pressure, but because we're very comfortable in what we create and how we do it, um, it's 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 not easy, but it's because it's what we've been doing, and it's it's art is always in us. So we, uh, it's all of those um, parts definitely put together that make us operate a certain way, which I would feel would make the client a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. you know and, and and help keep them on track but to go back to a questionnaire that goes back into it starts to dig out pieces so we can hopefully read and start to see what they're trying to achieve because in the end it, it has to be something they're going to see <laughs> you know everybody's going to see it um i love it when i walk into whole foods you know when i see certain branding and i go shit we did that when that package is banging oh wow okay you know um certain things like that you know what kind of questions do you ask like um definitely um well even just wanting to know the name you like do you have a name do you have a tagline what is the message that you're trying to get the client to see what is your what do you want your client to see in this product you know is it a product that you're selling and singular you know well i just do doorknobs all i do is doorknobs so you know, it, that's pretty much, you can kind of see what this logo is already going to become. You know, it doesn't have to speak on so many different levels. Right. Um, but if you talk about our, um, their branding, their brand, what did I say, the, the body care company in Oregon, Innocence, Innocence Aromatic Botanicals. It has many levels. There's, there's, there's bars of soap, there's perfumes, there's skin oil, there's first aid. There's uh, CBD salve, you know, um, all of those that a single logo needs to speak for. Then it starts to get interesting. Yeah. Then you then you do have to get creative because <laughs> you got oh shit this is gonna have to go a lot of across en- a lot of platforms. Encompass all that into a logo. Into a logo that or that a logo complements. Uh-huh. You know because it has to, the the overall packaging and whatnot is gonna come up with different color concepts and whatnot. So if we're able to know what the client is doing, creatively we can see down the line. We can see it on the. We can already see that packaging on the shelf right there, where you're still on just the logo. You know, and you haven't even. And you said, you know, our, our next job we're gonna come back to you for the packaging. The benefit of us is we're already thinking that because even if you didn't mention packaging, we're gonna go at the end going, well, we also do this. You know, you know this is what we do. We're a one-stop shop. You know, we have the web designers, we have the architects, even where uh, we could come in and and have, um, in certain cases, where the architect was involved in the restaurant. So as a 
my partner who also deals with that aspect of it um, starts to create the inside to look a certain way that the logo that me and him are doing will also go along with so the aesthetics in the restaurant the compliment to logo the logo to complement that uh, the vibe and night of the of, of the feel of the restaurant the taste of the food most people are gonna go you're not gonna let's say all of that I would hope that most people would do that hmm. but the people that are going to Fiverr they're not getting that they're not really even interested in that and if they are it's being dumbed down because to me I say that because you're going there and those people aren't going to ask you these questions they're not going to engage you in a conversation and try to to as a in the consultation try to pull these things out of you because they just want to know you know like uh, what's your name uh, I'm guessing yeah. I'm guessing you know uh, <laughs> it, it, well, you know a sports team uh, whatever very basic the depths I think I just even begin to touch on they're not going to get any of that they're not going to send you a questionnaire that's 20 20 questions long I, th- I think that's about what our is but it, 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 it also states a point of we're, we're trying to we're trying to give you a ser- the service that you came to us for mm. and more of a in the, ma- in the manner that we choose to you know that's, that we're a part of the, the graphic arts guild you know that this guild that protects and, and, and basically basically looks at Fiverr and go look you're, you're not doing that you need to know the size company these people are giving you a logo for um Logos can be created by crazy, you know, get get it like the Nike Swish. My mind keeps going to the Nike Swish. Nike Swish. You know, that was I, I want to say that was a student that came up with that. Mm-hmm. You know, they paid very little to no money for that. And that graphic designer probably doesn't get any single credit at all. You know, because it was maybe something you did on contract or something. Um, and I may even have that story wrong, but probably not too far skewed that it would easily also fit in with many logos that people have created and now that that person definitely didn't get the benefit of being the creator of it meaning you come to me you want a logo for your podcast and I do you that logo for you in the end you pay me for the service of giving you a logo right the artwork is still mine yeah we have a contract on how you can use that because you're saying well I'm only going to use it online I'm not even going to do t-shirts. I'm not going to brand it out there anywhere. But I want people, when they log onto my website, I want them to see a logo. And that's the conversation we start off with in first. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, we don't have to worry about privacy rights and all this other stuff because you're not going to, you don't want to purchase the full rights from me, mm. which we will gladly do. If you come to me and say, no, we're going we're gonna to create this logo. We want you to do it. We're going to do it on every single thing we want. And we don't want to come back to y'all pretty much to, to buy another right off of you. You know, we want the full rights to this. We want to be able to use it in every situation we choose to, any situation we choose to, and um, be done with y'all, more or less. Right. That comes with a higher price. You know, you're not just getting that. Otherwise, we're probably, like I said, if you're packaging something, if you're clothes design or whatever else, you're going to come back to us for that next project. You're going to need more marketing material. We're going to produce that for you. Um, some of these people who would want that type of logo, um, I would almost expect them to already have a design company and design firm that would do this, but they have a lot more players in the game, um, probably that are going to do a lot more stuff for them, and they're not interested in a whole bunch of stuff. Other than give me that, and I want full control of it. 
or they could just be control freaks just by saying that you know and they don't they're not comfortable and as I have learned I'm going man I didn't know the depths of graphic design yeah. I mean really I still own that that's still me you know that they have to come back to me if they really want to use that and that's not me being an arrogant artist that's me looking in this graphic design guild book basically of graphic design lawyers and going this is how graphic design is as an artist so they protect the artist this is because you produce this these are your rights you know and I love that yeah but I also know that a lot of moms and pops or startups they don't know that lingo and that lingo scares them yeah because it feels like they're being limited and, that, and, and that's just my feeling I feel they're scared of it or for whatever reason but whatever reason it makes them I'm nervous I'm scared of it I was like oh my god I should email the person who made my logo and be like hey do I have all the rights I mean and certain things like <laughs> like a Fiverr I want to say I don't know but they they um like if you want to come back and do a color change I the city like a like a uh, like a city uh, logo in regards to like the public works department or something you know when they got that logo it says you know when you put it on the side of a truck this is how it needs to appear you know, when you put it on a business card, this is how it needs to appear. You know, um, it's structured in a way that um, you can't go outside those guidelines. But those are also formulated for everybody. So you as a company, you could say, you know what, go do all those trucks. You're not going to come back with 30 different styles on your 30 trucks of different size stickers. You're going to know when it goes on the size truck, this needs to be 18 by 12, blah, 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 you know. And I would feel comfortable in those guidelines. Mm. At first, I can understand why people go, "Whoa!" And it's really your—it's really your—it's—it's uh, um, it's, it's your comfort level that I have in 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 my concern. That's what I'm. That's why we did all of this. It's not for me to to <laughs> have all the rights to this shit. I don't want all the rights to that. You know, I don't want to. Um, I'm not, and I say like that, I want all the rights because I am the artist, but I'm not wanting all the rights so I can, I can manipulate you in any, any form or fashion down the line, you know, that some people do do, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard of, of other artists who, who've gotten their logo and, and because there wasn't an agreement, you know, because it's somebody who may have just started up their company, they didn't really know their full rights at the time that they did that logo for somebody, hmm. right? And then they got further educated. And they go, oh, shit. You know, I, that's still my art. Unless you came up with an agreement and you verbally said it in a handshake, this conversation, as far as branding goes, probably isn't had. Because a lot of people don't know the depths of the copyrights and all of that. Which is... I'm glad that I don't, um, I'm glad I know the knowledge, but I'm glad that's not what I do. Hmm. You know, I get to create the art. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that stuff makes my mind spin in circles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I have a partner who, it does and he eats it up. Yeah. You know, as that, as an artist, as a writer, as a musician, he's so multi-levelly profession, professional in all of those, you know, um, I'm comfortable because I have somebody like that in my corner. You know, like somebody that, that on a professional level I'm able to interact with, learn from. He's definitely a mentor. Um, so in the graphic design work world, I'm going to have so much more comfortable because of him. You know, my art 
is my art. You don't like it. You don't have to like it. You know, you're right. It's personal. It's my expression. I put it out there and maybe it'll start a conversation. Uh, maybe everybody um, will not. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, you see you see all 10 people see it 10 different ways. Yeah. You know, my personal art probably isn't going to jump out that way at first touch unless it's a certain piece because I've I've tend to stay on a lot of iconic figures, you know, like for that. um I really wanted to create a piece for the Black Panther show coming up, but my Tupac piece fit in there so perfect. You yeah. Know, with his background, with his mother, with how he was brought up by that party, you know, how a lot of those main figures were basically his, his that was his village, you know, so that piece fits in there perfect. You know, my Miles Davis, Billie Holiday, uh, Malcolm X, people are going to know that image anyways. They relate to it because they know it. Or you recognize it. You don't have to go, what is that? You probably already know what most of my pieces are. And I think me, that's me even just getting comfortable in, um, in the, a lot of me still getting comfortable in art. Like I'm still also, those are things that I'm attracted to. Mm-hmm. I like those iconic figures. I like the Bob Marley. You know what I'm saying? I, and a lot of other people do too. They love the Billie Holiday piece. That heart and the eye, you know, that I carve out of wood. Um, is different that abstract background you know painted by the the um, basically the putty knife you know and then engraved encased in you know in, in a me engraving down into the wood that's how I just you know find the limits of that paint that's different you know that's not an iconic figure you know my everybody knows a heart you know but ours kind of looks you know my kind of looks like a, a at heart which it kind of is you know it kind of looks like the at symbol it's kind of like the, you know, but it's a heart um, as far as my logo and your certain thing. And to go back, that particular piece, every time I, 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 uh, I, I also use that piece to brand myself in my art as well. As far as my Tupac has the eye and the heart symbol on it, which the Tupac piece is my favorite piece by far because it's all wood. It's, it's, it's you pick it up and it feels sturdy. Yeah. Uh, you get to uh, where I painted him, I engraved around him, and then I I took a chisel and hit the sides of the wood and it splintered all the way up to where I had engraved down and naturally stopped. So then I was able to chisel away all the wood around where I painted. And it's a piece I love you can touch and feel. Like a lot of artists don't want you to, to touch it. And in certain places, my engraving has gotten close to, to each other, so it's fragile. And I don't want you to touch it, but certain areas of it, I'd be like, man, touch that, please. You know, you got to feel this piece. You feel know? the texture. Yeah, you know, uh, engraved, you know, a quarter of an inch, half inch down. You know, it's not like a, my pieces would be very precise if I strictly stuck to new technology like a laser cutter. Hmm. I could easily, and I do easily see some of my larger pieces incorporating perfectly cut edges. And that's because I want I want that I want that metal perfect. I want that wood cut through perfect. Right now, my stuff is done like a, a Dremel tool, you know, and it's just it's just got a bit on it, and I have to hold it in my hand, so my edges aren't perfect, my lines aren't perfect, and um, it's a little rough in the edges, and, and, you know, and, and and that's a beautiful thing, you know. I love that texture. I love that perfection of imperfection. You know, it's it's. I love that, 
but on certain pieces or depends on how I wanted a, a piece to look. Um, I, I do see precision cutting utensils doing it, but I do love getting my hands in there. The woods and everything now you see is because from a graphic design point of view, I started wanting to take those images off and I started doing it in layers. Again, like, um, I think a lot probably like a Photoshop, um, like a Photoshop program where you can have multiple layers and each layer can, nothing above it will really affect that layer, but everything below that layer, depending on if you're using certain transparencies or whatever else, it will react differently off of what's underneath it. And I think that way when I create my pieces and if something's layered above it, whatever's below it is um, a finished piece. My Tupac piece, if you saw the pieces, uh, they fit on top of each other, but it's not like I I didn't paint underneath where two, you know, the face of that one piece was. Um, and I say that to um, go everything that's in my art, let's go back to that. In my art, I think like the Photoshop, I see the layers, but it's, even me when I'm trying to see, I'm, I'm sitting here grinding it out of my head, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm like building a piece right now. It's like, I, I want everything above it to do the exact same thing. Like it's, the engraving's not necessarily below, you know, but if that Tupac image is painted below, it's gonna be painted above, you know, and I'm probably gonna add something to that new layer like I said, that's not going to be on that bottom layer. And in my layering, it's not, I want it to come at you differently and also not be the exact same piece. Let's say it was a picture of Tupac that you, that you printed five times the exact same piece. You cut out different sections of it and brought it above it. That's not what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm using that same piece. I'm creating something new every time I layer on top. You know, almost every new layer is in a new original. Um, I wanted to, and I'll, I'll change the color of the paint. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, because I'm touching it again, it's, it, it's, it's always an original. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not printing the same five layers out and bringing it to you. It's, um, and I probably, how did I get on that subject right there? I got on that subject <laughs> talking about the layers. Where, 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 where did I come from? Help me come back around. Well, you were saying how you sometimes mix, you know, new technologies such as laser cutting. With, with and it brought, yeah, yeah. All, yeah, all the layering got into the fact, and then I started talking about how I was trying. No, which is fascinating uh, because the, those nuances that an artist makes mm. really gives an art piece personality. Mm. Um, and then something you mentioned before uh, that you mentioned that people can either like it or dislike your work. Mm -hmm. And that's something else that a notion to really wrestle from because I believe you know hopefully everybody loves your work, mm -hmm. but how do you deal with people who who tend not to like it for uh, could be political reasons or could be for uh, cultural reasons? Cultural reasons. Uh, my most all of my art is 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 open enough that it's what piece would offend somebody maybe. Maybe some of my two personal pieces where um, there are some of my warrior pieces where I use almost stick figures um, with a very large conscious eye. Um, and I have one that's got, it, it, and it's just black and white. They're, they're, they're um, basically paint pen, black paint pen on canvas boards. Uh, 
stark white. So it's only black and white imagery, and it's a lot of wording I'm using. You know, like, um, you know, it's because of you that my family suffers. Hmm. When I start talking out about the government, so to speak, you know, the, um, it's because of, you know, it's because of you. I, you know, it's not the few, the proud, the Marines, you know, it's the, the many, the forgotten, you know, the ones with PTSD. You know, I can't stand a politician to use, to say the fact of, um, we leave no one behind. It's one of my, I can't stand it. I understand the, uh, maybe what that's supposed to mean. The sentiment, yeah. Yeah, the sentiment of that wording, and it's said over and over. But there's a hell of a lot of motherfucking veteran homeless people, a lot of homeless people uh, that are veterans of other things, of life. You know, don't have to serve in the service to be a veteran of anything, you know. Um, certain parts of East, you know, of San Jose, I'm sure you can learn some real-life hardcore lessons that nobody else is going to learn. You know, that neighborhood that you have to fight every single day on that street to do anything, to even to, to get up and get out of that street. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you've forgotten about a whole bunch. You, because if there's one of me saying that, then you've forgotten about me. You've forgotten about me in a way that you're not taking care of me how I see I can be taken care of. In their aspect of, well, that sounds pretty arrogant, Bugsy, and I'm going, let's take for into my mental health. It's, it's took me many years, and right now I'm not going and talking to anybody in particular. I used to go to this place, a vet center. Vet centers came about by Vietnam vets who weren't, um, again, don't verbatim me, you know, but it, <laughs> it, it weren't so comfortable talking to the man. To, to the actual VA. Right. They're affiliated with the VA, but they don't necessarily always have to divulge everything. Go Red bells don't have to go off if that veteran says something. you know. Um, so I got into a comfortable environment with a vet center, and it was only because of the person. The places themselves, you know, there's two things it does. I don't care if it's fucking Palo Alto or whatever. Palo Alto, they can fix my feet. They can... They can do a lot of things that I'm very open to the services that are offered. Not necessarily the timing that they give you on it, but that I really don't question that much. When you mess with my mind, because it's my mind, and I and I know what's comfortable for me, I would say, your places make me feel like you're trying to recruit me, or you have all this imagery and these battlefield stuff, you know, like the, it's, it's like little museums. Yeah, you know, as you can see, like uh, in the in the in the in the American Legion, you know, like you feel like you walk. If I want to go see that stuff, I'll go see it. Me personally, it affects me because, like I said, I don't want to be recruited again. I don't want to um, experience. I don't want that place to be a trigger. All those things, I've never ever found a building that I can just walk up to and go, "Shit, I'm getting ready to go in here," and I feel good. Like I see the place, and I go. Oh, I'm getting ready to be able to go in here and exhale and begin my healing, begin a little more coping, gather some more knowledge to find out how to cope, to gain another two seconds of me going from zero to 5,000 roid rage. Hmm. You know, I have that. I, my family, I've said it, I probably say in every interview that I do, you know, they're my, they're my ground zero. Nobody knows the ugly side of me like them. And not a proud thing to say. 
There's no physical abuse. But verbal abuse, just me being a very stern Marine, you know, I, I can come off as quite an asshole, I'm sure. You know, and it's, it's what I try to gain those couple of seconds to not become. Not be so fucking aggravated. For what? Because I, I know from the moment I wake up, I'm going to have to start dealing with shit. Yeah. You know, and I could hear something wrong, and it, it's really nothing. You said good morning to me, and you might have been coming at a, you might have been feeling a way. But I'm also the person I vibe kind of people around me. And if you're in a shitty mood, I'm probably going to vibe that shitty mood as well. And I should also be able to then go, shit, you're having a shitty day. Let me try to help that. Hmm. If I had some more seconds, which I am trying to gather, I'm able to do that. Which I'm not doing. I don't not do it all the time. Right. I do catch it. But a lot of it is because of what I've, what I've learned and what I've become even through an artist. Like, I'm able to connect with myself more. I know I have a piece called Love You, Heal You. Because if I love myself, I can heal myself. If I, if I know what works for me, then damn, let me just jump all up in that shit and get comfortable and go, art makes me feel so fucking good. I can express myself. And, and it makes me comfortable to say the shit that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah. And actually makes me uncomfortable, would make me uncomfortable if I wasn't coming from this. You know, when I, when I say the things about the... Um, you know, I have a piece, a big warrior piece, um, and I call it Served and Crucified. You know, and I picture it one day, if I had two railroad ties to put it on a cross, I would. You know, and I know that alone would go, oh shit, what is that? To some people to go, what the, what is that? You know, just because it's a cross. Right. You know, but not to really realize, no, I've been, to me, I've mentally crucified because I haven't been taken care of. I haven't been taken care of. Why, Bugsy? Because the shit's not out there. Even if the help's out there, like all the homeless shit to be taken care of, most of the people don't know that the care is out there. And you don't know or haven't really figured out in a way to also get that down to the people. You can't say you have a, a, a organization that takes care of the homeless, but you also don't ever get down to talk to the homeless. Right. You know what I'm saying? And make sure that they know, hey, all you got to do, dude, is come on over here. Matter of fact, here, let me help you. You know what I'm saying? It's more uh, probably covered under some financial umbrella and the people at the top to go back. Like, my, I was very comfortable at the vet center. But I was so not caught off guard when the vet center in Oakland had to close. It had to close because it was in a fucking condemned building. And it was condemned many, many, many years basically the whole time they were there hmm. there could have been a contract proposed in the beginning said let us move in here and we'll get things up to code or whatnot or assist in this building it wasn't somebody knew that that was going to have to get disbanded and broken down because they couldn't be there anymore the ceiling was falling in and I say that somebody that was receiving a paycheck to fucking take care of veterans wasn't taking care of veterans at all. And in that world, that has to be a money thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some, usually comes down to a money thing. Right? And they just okay, no, we got a building. They're, they have something to take care of. When they, we'll find something for them whenever that falls through. Whenever that fucking... In, in their mind, they had to have processed some, some of that thought pattern. Right. Could not have not thought... Well, yeah, you could have. I mean, yeah. There are some cold, calculated people that... That really is a dollar. Yeah. They really didn't care about those veterans. 
And to me, what it's done since then, I was getting comfortable. It was the first time I ever went to a group um, in, a, in, in, a, in a place where there's also people who are just like me. People who, every one of us were different. And it's a crazy thing to see because as young as, I'm 49. I'm Desert Storm. The, you know, all the people in the, and I can't get help as a veteran if I'm not from this new world, the new war. You right. know, if I didn't come from Afghanistan now, you know something now. Yeah, I can't get help in certain veteran type organizations. Well, to me, it's to me, it's like, oh, you're not Afghan. You're not from the this one. I'm going no. I'm that's from a real this. fucked up system. And it's, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and even and even if it's even if it's not the VA. Yeah. There are organizations. I'm saying that I don't qualify to go get that assistance, even though I know when I sit in a group, I'm talking to that Vietnam vet who, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say that because Vietnam vets have, that's what the system was built for. Yeah. Or started to be built for. Right. On the mental side and everything. That's still where the fucking VA is at. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to recover off of that because they never did the the upgrades to stay up with the technology, to stay up with the the, the meditation, how that could help you, where you don't have to do an operation on, on me. You could also just send me to that fucking chiropractor over there for a couple of weeks you know, and, and then, and I'll be, and I'll be better. You don't have to cut on me right away. You don't have to throw all these pain pills at me. You can think of these other things. It was just so systematic, you know, like the services, like, you know, I'm going to use you up and throw you out because there's somebody else who's already signed on the dotted line. And I understand it. And they don't take care of the people. Me as a veteran, I'm still not that asshole that's going to say something and go, Bugsy, what would you do? I have ideas. You know, I have ideas how they could do certain things you know I, I don't believe it should be such a stigma which I don't care what they say I know it still is of that last little get go we just went out and did in the desert mm-hmm. I probably need to go talk to somebody about that what I just saw and the decision I just had to make that's gonna affect me I know it's got to affect me yeah you know what I'm saying like there's not somebody that a lot of times you can't you're not comfortable saying those words to anybody you have to keep all that stuff in you know, it's the fact that it's still not as, it's that macho thing. You're not that alpha male anymore. How can you be that fucking Marine that I'm going to throw out there? If I'm going to throw you out there and you're not going to, you're going to experience what the fuck you're going to experience because this is a war. Right. And I can't throw you out back out there tomorrow. Well, why do you think there's this moral disconnection of like, they put a lot of money and time to build someone ready to war. Mm-hmm. But it seems it seems like they don't put those efforts coming out of a war. Well, there's no money coming out of the war. You know, I mean, it is if we're talking money and we're talking the system, and we're talking about how much more the upper echelon of people make while we stay in war. You know, all the people, all the people who are getting the cutbacks from signing that another defense grant, this, that, that money goes to here, whatever that, that terminology is and moving the money around and we're still in this war after how many years, after we know it's not the fucking war we should have been in in the first place, but you can't pull out because so-and-so's already got an oil contract deal with these people and if you do that, then you're going to kind of live, you might leave me a little more, or my investment a little more susceptible to certain things. To me, it's always been a money thing. And it always will be a money thing. Um, but that changed, right? Because you went in... Because you came from a military family. So for, for you, you went in like already having uh, that environment around you. Right. 
and it's not until you really were there and you saw for what it is that you realized, holy shit, this is much bigger. Yeah, I didn't like I, 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 you know, I have a piece in my mind that I want to create called, you know, on the dotted line because to say that I signed on the dotted line to to just do that, you know, I was a perfect jarhead, you know, and I was even I even went to the army first. I went into the army and how I even went to the army recruiter, I said, I want to jump out of airplanes, whatever job lets me jump out of airplanes. That's what I want to do, because I'm only going to do that on the weekends because I'm only doing this for the money. I'm doing it for the college commercial that I've heard about on the radio or saw it on TV. And I get to do this two days, just just two days a week, I mean a month. And the rest of the time, I'm just a student. I'm just a college student, you know. And that was the game I played. Um, but to have the insight that I have now, it's hard for me to talk about certain things in a dumbed-down manner. I probably come off a little aggressive because I'm still waking up going, oh, shit, you know, they didn't take care of this. I, Why did I just take that for granted? Why did I just do that just to do that? You know, but you don't have that luxury in the military. Hmm. It's not like once you're in, you can say, hey, I didn't know it was all this. You're going to have to serve your time or you're going to have to find a way out, you know. Um whether it's just you refuse and you get a dishonorable discharge because you don't care about any of the, the benefits or whatever may be affected in your life because you are a dishonorable, you know, a dishonorable served veteran, you're definitely not going to get. If you're okay with that, then you can do pretty much anything and just get out. You know, at one time you could say you were gay and then you're out. Oh, shit. We can't have that around here, you know. And I say that because I'm from that military that dealt, that I know. That bothers me none, but I can easily say I know so many people that that system will never change. They may have found a way to tolerate it, but you're still too new, mm -hmm. and I'm still too new out of it to know that it's changed. It's going to take a lot of open-minded people to gain every position and rank to where all their voices have really been heard and echo throughout, not just certain cases, not just certain this, um, to where change can even begin. And the military, it still isn't out there for your fucking comfort. It's out there for their comfort, you know, at the end of the day. Again, I know there's a lot of veterans going, bullshit, they, I got it. They take care of you, this and that. But if they put as much attention into you while you're out and they continue to pump that money into you while you're out just don't build that one fucking aircraft carrier just don't build that one fighter jet and do you know the money that could go towards veterans so they don't have to worry about certain things because and I said it probably not for all veterans I can't even begin to break them down you know there should certain benefit medical across the board if you've if you've done your time and it's and it's this and that and it's 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 what they call what a service related never question it right you know me don't question my family if they want to go get fucking um um if they want to go talk to somebody because because of certain things it's hard for my like i have to go sign up my wife just couldn't walk in um to certain places and go, I want to be seen for this. Because you're, well, you're not a veteran. You don't have these benefits. And I'm going, but 
in my mind are going, don't you know that's my ground zero? Yeah. And until they know how to also deal with me, I can understand why we have a lot of issues because the, the learning curve of what I really deal with or maybe even suggestion of how to deal with a certain situation in a different manner. If you're not told that, like if you're somebody going to take care of somebody because you're you're your family and you want to go I want to know how to help this individual out. Well, have him come in here and sign this and that. And I'm going, what the fuck? If you see a veteran, you know, to me, there's just certain things that just should be. You know, I mean, it, it, maybe that's too peace, love and humanity. <laughs> But <clears throat> that's what it fucking should be. Mm -hmm. It should be always taking care of the individual. And I also would feel that if you took care of me while I was signing up, if you took care of me while I was in, if you took care of me while I was out, there would be so much more transparency, which is a lot in a lot of cases what we want, right? Mm -hmm. That you wouldn't have to spend fucking all this crazy money saying like pumping gazillions of dollars signing contracts with the NFL so they could stand up for the national anthem and know that it was defense fucking money that paid for that's why they're doing it that's where it came from it's what played a big part in it because it keeps the patriotic red white and blood pumping I got it I get it that's branding it's the message that they're using they're using the NFL and the and the beautiful jets that fly overhead it's connecting all that fucking pride and, it, and, 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 and and using it not always for the individuals who are feeling that benefit but for the overall the service they, 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 they have people still signing up which is you're always going to have that I'm not saying you should stop you know I don't know how the world will work without military-ish information I don't know how societies and communities will work without police forces you know um, I'm not and haven't been shown, educated, that type of lifestyle that it could be. But I've lived in Japan where I've seen these cops having no weapons on them. But I also know I don't want to go mess with that cop. <laughs> you know? Right. And you're done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's mentality. It's, it's training. It's culture. It's so much stuff that this capitalistic society we live in is so watered down of taking care of the 1%. And the 99% of us are just... It's an ugly dogfight for us. Yeah. You know, where you're, ne it's, when you're really going to make a changes, it has to be at such drastic levels that the 1% lets us have that almost. Because they can recover from that. The defense building, I'm saying, the, the money I was talking about, everything could benefit everybody overall. But that's never been how the system was built upon. It's never how it's grown. It's always been for and against. Um, and me, I would like to say that I have that perspective from a lot of different things. I have my perspective of traveling the world. I have my perspective of being in the military for 13 years, uh, both on the reserve side and in the Marine Corps side and in the war side. I've, I've, I've seen, I've, I've felt zero from anything just because there's somebody different. I don't vibrate that way. Assholes are in everybody's culture. You know what I'm saying? Um, I try not, no, 
I don't feel like I have that in me. So anything that I put out there to go back to like cultural, you know, like, oh, I kind of like offended somebody. It's not where I come from. If it offends you, it offends you. I can't control that. I can personally and easily say as an individual, I would never put out anything that I have a swastika love piece. Some people don't like the swastikas all over it. And until I tell you the name of it, you wouldn't see the swastikas. You know, that's a swastika, people say. That's, that's hate, that's that. And I'm going, no, simply, let's, that's to simply start the conversation of that's not what that symbol was. That's not where it came from. But branding. <laughs> right. Hitler did some shit with that. People can't even think before that that it was ever anything. You know, that it was ever carved in any Egyptian this and the Buddhist this. You know, they used it for love and peace and it symbolized this. There's so many people today that would don't know any of that. Nor care to know any of that. You know, and are very comfortable because they not know that. Also very comfortable in standing and fighting me from their position. Yeah. Like I can't explain to them that, look, that's... They put this wall of ignorance <laughs> to keep you guys separate from even having a, a conversation about it. But isn't that's that's the problem with us right now, right? That's the problem with this country. We can't we can't do any of that. I mean, we're so interconnected with the internet, but at the same time, we're so disconnected because nobody wants to be open. Like, I just feel the, the ignorance sometimes it, it, it bleeds in much more than just intellectually or much more than culturally. It's just people do not want to be told. That, hey, man, you might be wrong about something. Or, hey, man, maybe you should look more into it. Or, woman, either way. And my Facebook page is kind of crazy because I have friends that are on the East Coast that never like anything. Very few stuff. And there's a part of me that goes, well, that's that's because that Southern culture doesn't recognize this Bay Area culture, so to speak. We're the crazy ones over here. We're the conspiracy theorists. We're a lot of stuff that whatever makes them uncomfortable, they're, you know, it's, it's some parts of the South where I was from. And that's another perspective I feel like I had, you know, my first wife was black. And I remember being in the mall and I'm going, this elderly white woman had the beautiful beautiful privilege in herself to go why did you marry this nigger what straight out straight at me at you at, at the mall at the mall was she with a, me hand in hand with my wife was she a clerk of some kind or? no 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 this was this is georgia this is georgia you know um i <laughs> it's georgia's making i grew up in macon county i was born in macon georgia and there's some older people who would know there's movies like Macon County Line very much clan active Mm. Um, me personally growing up though not being a social activist or anything else like I said I flowed with it you know I was I was in a coconut state of mind my skin was a little darker than everybody else's I knew I I never even questioned where I was really from you know, that's that. This is a later on Bugsy. You know, that's that wears a shirt that says "Know Your Roots" in the Filipino flag. I wear these kind of shirts because I want to know more. I'm proud that I am, and I and I have a such a warrior spirit in me. Like I knew that before I knew that. You know, like I can feel a spear in my background. 
You know, I can feel some of that shit. I can feel some loincloth in me. All right, it's just me. It's my mentality. And to wake up and feel that, I'm very comfortable in it. But I'm also, I'm not sure how to express it yet. I'm not sure because today there's so much need of those ignorant ass people. You can wake some of them up to help out the bigger picture. A lot of these people, you're never going to wake them up. And you could spend all the time in the world, right, figuring out why. It makes sense that a lot of these people may not like that national anthem when it was written by this man, who he was, in these slave owner times. It was indoctrinated way after blah, blah, blah. You know, and there's slave verbiage in it that... Yeah, these times make it difficult me as an artist because I feel like I'm I'm pulled in so many different ways. Like I feel, I remember standing on the step. I remember standing outside my barracks and listening to taps play at night. You know, like the sun's going down. You know. Yeah. And I wish I could, and just going. I'm so fucking proud, man. I feel good. I don't know if I ever said that to anybody. Like put it out there. I'm like I feel fucking. This is. This is where you're meant to be. I feel this patriotic. Sh- you man, if they could have pumped that shit out of me then and bottled that. You know, like so many people, and it's and, 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 and nothing against it. It's I, that that's me showing a lot of pride. Happened to be in the country. Happened to be in the position I was in. You know, um, to also know that that's a point in time for that. You know, in, in certain situations. But if because I also feel neglected, I also feel this and that. My I'm. I'm not just in one little category anymore, right? I'm in this bigger, broader category that starts to question the system. It starts to... I feel comfortable going, it's not my fucking fault. I won't help, you know? And I also know how to do it. You know, I could easily see, and that was a part of that veteran thing I mentioned, help veterans heal, that me, I know art art helps. So the art show that I did at the end of last year I put together a show and I held it at Oak Stop in Oakland um, and there was like close to 30 artists that donated their work to me and from the sale and proceeds of all this art that was donated it was going to help me at least start to establish myself out there start to I, I wanted to be able to afford to go to the you know the, the, the San Jose Jazz Festivals and have a booth booth costs money right yeah. to be out there in the public's eye even on any level like that, cost money. So that was the purpose, saying, you know what, no, help help Veterans Hill isn't a real thing. But if you believe in the cause that I'm trying to do, and that's how I approach my artist friends, um, you believe in the concept, it, it, then it'll work. And when I got the amount of work that I got, and there was only three veteran artists in it, which was a beautiful thing to me, because it goes, shit, the community gets this. The community sees what I'm trying to do. Um, it made me feel okay. It, it, it would it reaffirm maybe my thought of would the would it definitely reaffirm my thought of would the public get this? Would they give a shit enough to to give? You know, it's easy for certain veterans to go, yeah, hell yeah. There was a, there's an amazing Smithsonian. I mean, he's just an amazing artist um, that I'd never known, and somebody just said call him up and I'm so pissed off at myself the name just slipped out of my head 
But I did. I just I said I didn't even call him. I just sent him a message through Facebook. He said, "Bugsy, love it. Where where do you want me to mail it?" Oh shit! And what I got these prints that are poster size, just because of the the I could see as an artist him in it so detailed so oh, I'm so mad at myself his name's popping out of my head um, that just a maze of certain caliber of artist you know wouldn't question just give you know I knew that, it, that the two veteran artists that I had um, were just can't, they, they couldn't help but give you know but the person said oh I heard this was a, a veteran thing I'm a professional photographer Do you, would you have photography in your shots I'd love to have your photography you know, almost one of those things. I'm definitely one of the people that says no piece of art is a bad piece of art. It's an expression. Most people, I would say all people are artists, but they won't exercise that side of them um, because they're probably got some mental thing of what a piece of art should look like mm -hmm. and that it should be so well taken in by the public, you know. Please, most of these artists, are they got no love while they were alive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like a basquiat, his work is amazing. The depth of it is insane. You, could, I could see the madness and the confusion, and but you didn't love him while he was alive. You know what I'm saying? And he deserved all of that. How can today, us as artists, I'm going love me while I'm alive. Fuck me while I'm dead. You know, love me while I'm alive. Appreciate what I'm trying to do. Um. Because how could you say that about anybody if that's... Bugsy, why are you doing that? Oh, well, I do it because art helps me heal. I, um, um, and that's me. So it's just, a, it's just a voice of me. It's just an action. It just has to come out. It just happens to come out through wood, through graphic, through this, through paint, acrylics. Why would you have to put any other thought into it going up? I dig it. You know, I, I dig you expressing yourself. Yeah. Why do you got to judge anything in such a way where it becomes, eh? You know, and that's why, don't you love the creativity of little kids, you know, because they're, they're, they're untouched, you know, they're, un, they're, they're, they're so pure of any, any of that. You, you said something that, that really hit me uh, just now. Do you feel there's a connection between an artist and a soldier where that, they're not really as appreciated in society? when they're alive and doing what they do but it's not until they die do they really go like oh my god like with everything they've done um I say that about everything in life everything in life is pretty much like that as an artist I can relate it to yes I can relate it as an artist I can relate it as a as a a veteran or somebody who served you know um again names names don't stick in my head a lot of times but months within this year, you know, the first um, black aviation pilot, fighter, this, fighter, that. Why wasn't that pretty much preached to you, taught to you the whole time? Why I know that he wasn't given that satisfaction the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, maybe a lot of service people don't feel gratification in what they do. At the same time, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's the jobs that you can feel. I was glad that I could rally 50 people. You know, let's go. We would be ready to go to war and right then. 
You know, in a matter of hours, we could be staged and ready to go. You know, when I was going to go play in the desert, it was, I was going to go play in the desert in Yuma. And they said, nope, you're already ready. We're going to fly you to Spain. You're going to get on this ship. You're going to get this ship ready all the way to, to wherever you're going to take it. You know, get it war ready, all the equipment on there. Um, the appreciation... There's a lot of there's a lot of things that people do in the military that would probably easily be heroes. You know the amount of lives they've saved or um, this and that. But for it to be, it's a difficult question. I'm wrestling with it. You know, it's difficult to also glorify it in a way outside of that military box where. The people outside of that military box, those civilians that would also glorify it, are probably very well connected to the military through very close friends or probably family that also may be okay with certain things. I don't want to, what I say on a show last night, somebody killed something in this, like an FBI raid. And they were good job. It's never a good job when somebody has to die. The tragedy and everything else that goes on during war to me is like how do you glorify it in what manner do you glorify that you know I can find he, I can find I can find that warrior spirit I can see that warrior spirit in that guy that for whatever reason he's the only one that kept fighting and he actually saved everybody else you know I'm going holy shit Everybody you saved is so gratified, and that's amazing. It's an amazing thing what you just did because so many people, you know, go the other way. They don't run to it, like the police. I'd say about police officer. I'm, so accident happens. I'm probably pulling my car over and running towards that accident. I run towards things. I'm not generally backing away. Um, but I do find hard. I find it hard to answer that question honestly. Of the, uh, it's a hard topic, man. You know, I mean, because it's 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 a central patriotism that I that I I can understand, and it's also of a subject matter since you're talking about it as me as a veteran that you have to I have to I was gonna say I have to pull away, like pull my feelings of like what I've personally experienced out of it to answer it. Yeah. But then, how genuine would that answer be? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 it's. Well, well can you say? Do you feel that's even a fair question? Um, hindsight, it's hard for me, and I would probably say, uh, if it's either fair or not fair, it's a fair question, right? I mean, you got to question everything. To have a conversation about it, then to go also, you know, if there was somebody going, hey, dude, you'd have to consider this to be very heroic, and it needs to be distinguished. And it, and it, I know why the president pinned that medal on that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because be, there's the other side of the coin, too. It's yeah. like, what some would perceive it as heroic... <laughs> Others would perceive it as, you know, you just killed, you, you put yourself in a position where you had to kill, yeah. or you had to be in a position where you were in danger. And then that makes you feel even more not appreciated. The How I am now, it makes me even harder because I love humanity. And I'm learning to love that I love humanity in a way that, from a veteran point of view, um, I've even asked a Japanese, fellow Japanese artist down in a Japantown. 
me personally, and it would rub a lot of fucking veterans wrong, Nagasaki and Hiroshima were, it's a, gone, right? Like, cities, communities, gone. Don't you think it's about time you really say, fuck, that was, that was war. I'm sorry that that's what it came to. Can't really answer it. I don't know what that sentence would be. But to me, as an artist now, I go, how can we hold a show that's acceptable? Because I don't want to I don't want to disrespect anybody's culture. Like that's a fucking touchy subject, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like how to approach it of me as a veteran going, I want to apologize for dropping a bomb on y'all and wiping out probably some of y'all's relatives. Generations. Generations, right? Yeah. Um, but some of y'all are old enough to, to know it physically, personally. You know, me, because of what I experienced in war and how I know art helps me, is there any of them that expresses it through art? You know, I was cu- I'm curious, but I'm also, because I'd be, wow, let me, what a what what let me see your work let me just start to have a conversation even if it's not with you through your work let me start to have that conversation see see if i can understand it you know and then then to also what type of piece of art what type of it's such i don't know why maybe i i enjoyed living in japan it was a great place but generation like you said gone i've been to i remember going to hiroshima in the museum as a jarhead shaved head and looking at stuff I remember seeing shadows born you know burned into the the concrete or whatever and then turning around and these eyes are burning the back of my head up you know because obviously I'm a serviceman Mm -hmm. in this museum you know and I'm of that you know they're not that you could tell where who I am. You know, it's not it's not hard to see service people when you're in a foreign country, so to speak. You get that flag on you. Oh man, you know, and 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 then I kind of was able to experience it, and even push that down. Like today, I wouldn't be able to have that same experience because I would have already, or back then, if I thought the way I did now, I would have already been thinking about, man, how can we approach this where we can start to mend some of this because there's got to be some fucking broken heart still there's got to be so much that's so fragile that I can only imagine that they're still scared you know what I'm saying to say no we're not scared of the United States dude we dropped two bombs that killed this and that but me to go back to the subject like how do you approach as an artist I wanted to know what kind of show can we put on that would kind of relate that message you know that I'm sorry for what your culture what you experienced what it experienced what the society experienced and that seems like a pretty simple message right like you would want to say that Mm -hmm. but how do you present it in an art show like how do you can you use an art show for that? That's my question. You know, like, what can we put on? What can we do? And as artists, are there any of them, even ancestors or family members of family members still, that 
some of that has to be vibrating down. You know, if they say that tragedy and all that's in your DNA and like I know my children are more probably more susceptible because they feel they're it's in my DNA, right? They say things happen to you and it's in you. There's no way you don't pass it along. It's just a matter of me. I'm probably asking the question and I and I, I keep going around because I'm trying to find like how do we ask this question to one another? How do we start this conversation and go, man, that'd be a great show. And the individual, she thought it was a great show. She was like, if we can figure out how to structure it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look at that show in a lot of ways of other when I do other things because it's a difficult thing to answer artistically and creatively. As humans, it should be pretty fucking easy. You know, we, we hold a celebration, you know, and it is what it is. We find a way to come together, talk about it, you know, um, acknowledge the craziness that, you know, some, what do you, when you're feeling for some of the empathy, you know, feel something for this. Don't keep living your lives like every year there's probably something that goes on. This was a day that this dropped, this happened, this and that. And y'all all get to go, well, then they should have fucking not invaded Pearl Harbor. Really? You know, this and that, like, it's war. You know, you've probably made up with. I heard something on the radio, you know, like we've probably acknowledged a lot of wartime crimes or whatever, not wartime crime, but we probably started to amend some, a lot of, of stuff to me. I don't know why. And maybe that's just a personal thing. Like I the, the and maybe it's even moving down here in San Jose where there is a large Japanese community, right? How many Japan towns are there in the nation? Uh, it's one of the few, right? Like three, I want to say, probably, but it's few numbers, you know? And um, and the majority of Japanese here went to uh, concentration camps. You know, most people don't even know that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I do nothing of like concentration, like San Francisco, this and that. Uh-huh. The amount of military presence that's here in the Bay Area, that was here in the Bay Area, you know, that the lives are affected. And I, and, and I say veterans because to me, I'm a veteran of the service. I'm a veteran because I was in the service and I went to war. That's why I have a veteran card. Mm-hmm. There's some people in this community that are fucking veterans of that same fucking thing because their family was blown up by that bomb. You know what I'm saying? To me, I call them a veteran. They. <laughs> so for, for for you to define veteran for you, it, 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 it is someone Ooh, that, that that's a survivor. I'm still negotiating the whole being a veteran, being an artist coming out and say I'm a veteran artist and I deal with PTSD I'm still learning to come out in that that platform um, I'm also somebody who believes not in the red white and blue so to speak I'm not that red white and blue veteran because I'm that conscious veteran that knows we all bleed red right and there's so many fucking colors of people and, and so many different people that serve in the service you know that the red white and blue still doesn't take up for they oppress them and everything else it's it's that whole political thing you know um and me if i wasn't awake if i wasn't woke right this minute i could have answered that in some crazy way where you were like god damn you i know we and because we're in today's world right now you're some Trump person, right? Like, you're blind to what's real. You you can say things that obviously has no merit that should ever be in this world. 
But there's so many people in this particular country that are exactly just like that. I grew up around a lot of people who are probably just like that. Me personally didn't get to experience it through them because maybe a situation was never brought up. I know that I went to a, a, a private school. I know that no blacks ever went to that school or they never when I was there. I know that they had to take a test to get in and I didn't. My father was white. I wasn't questioned. And a lot of prejudice coming from the Caucasian side, if they were saying, well, Bugsy, you're not, I'm not scared of you. It's not you I'm worried about. Mm -hmm. That they can actually break it down that they're not racist, they're not this, just because my skin's not so dark that it offends them is beyond my my capability anymore. Like, I can't think so narrow-minded. I can't think of, uh, yeah, I can't think out. I can't think in the box anymore, right? I can't, I'm, I'm too far out. I'm too far gone. Yeah. I know I'm not from this planet. I'm waiting for the mothership to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bugsy. It's way past an hour. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. We're going to start closing out shop around now. But I'm really glad that you, you responded to my Facebook message Ooh. and came here. I, I think uh, our conversation was very insightful. Um, I think we just had a conversation. I don't know if we ever got... I think we you opened up more tangents than... Hopefully you got something out of it. Dude, <laughs> that's what talking is about. I'm man. a tangent person, you know. And, 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 and you know what? And that's the beauty of talking uh, is is it's not so much about getting from A to B. It's about starting from A and see mm. where we go together. And, you know. Conversation. Exactly. I agree, I agree with you. And uh, I usually close off a show asking my guests one last question mm. that relates uh, to, to some advice. Uh, well, in, in your particular case, I, I'm going to change it a bit. What's something, if you go back in time, before you joined the military, some piece of advice you would give yourself? And let's say you go back in time and you met yourself when you just got out of the military. Hmm. What is another piece of advice you'll give yourself? The last one is easier. Even my mindset and childhood memories don't aren't in my head. And they're hard to awaken. Like a lot of times instances, they go, remember this? And I'm going, not until you just said that. And it wouldn't have probably been that first time. It probably The conversation probably had to go on for five minutes. Going, ah. A lot of my childhood, and like I'm going to say it's a comfortable childhood, and I don't feel anything in it. Advice I were to give myself, though, easy to answer, getting out of the Marine Corps, was to seek help right away. To acknowledge at least acknowledge what I'd went through and talk to somebody about it. To know that Vietnam vets are still just starting to talk. And the longer you wait, the harder it is, the longer that, not even recovery, because I don't think, you know, there's certain things you'll never recover from, right? You just need to, but you're not gonna learn to get the help to start to cope with that until you do. And the longer you wait, you probably are not going to get the coping right off the bat because it's going to have to be given to you over and over, you know, because you probably built up some I'm okay wall. There's a lot more barriers that are going to have to be broken down. And uh, don't be such a, a fucking alpha dog. Like, I know on that anyways. You know, I, I, I don't... It doesn't need to be in your personality. It doesn't need to be how you interact with people. It doesn't need to be... Personally... It doesn't need to be how you look at yourself, you know, but they don't teach you to look at yourself. 
You need to look at yourself when you get out. You need to acknowledge what you've done. And um, a lot of people obviously aren't phased by what they've gone and done. Um, but I would say that's untrue. But then I have to go back to the question, just start acknowledging it in some way. And don't hide. Find a voice. Find an outlet. Me, I'm a voice person. Express and educate um, is a key. You know, I put up a billboard that says express and educate one time, a board and tell me what your problem is and how you deal with it. And the people, the stuff that people wrote on that that uh, um, banner was amazing. You know, but it keeps my mind going. So I wish that I would have known what I know now would be express yourself, period. Not necessarily the help. Just expressing yourself would be that help. You know, because obviously I would think you're either expressing to somebody like you, a friend or whatever else. Or that doctor. But talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to somebody. All right. Conversate. Conversate. Yeah, no. All right. If you want to check out your artwork and have one check out your Help Veterans Heal, where mm. can they go check that out? I would say most of it can be always through um, Facebook is probably the easiest route. Um, Bugsy Malone, B-U-G-G-S-Y, Malone, M-A-L-O-N-E. Um, there's also BugsyMalone.com. Same thing. Um, Help veterans heal. Just that is a veteran is a is a page that I started on Facebook. So there's a Facebook page already up for Help Veterans Heal, um, and it probably hasn't been touched in a, in about a year. But these are all pieces of me that I don't. Well, they may be sleeping for a moment, but that's only to the eye. <laughs> in my mind, they're working. Is I'm going to come across that person that's going to help me take that to where it needs to go. All right. Thank you for coming, Bugsy. Ah, thank you, man.